Hey, welcome to our Doom Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon McIntosh. Across from me in the screen that I see is my other host. My other host. He's the only... The co-host. Other host. The co-host. I like being a co-host, Brandon. Ty- That's good. Yeah, I thought this was a partnership, but I guess uh, you can be a co-host. Isn't that what a co-host is? Why are we questioning this now? I don't know. I I think as co-hosts, I have little responsibility. You bring the knowledge, and I bring the paranoia. Okay, sidekick. Is that sidekick? Do you like that better? <laughs> I don't want to be anyone's we were... sidekick. So if you're driving a motorcycle, you wouldn't have a sidecar next to me? No, because I'm going to be the one riding the motorcycle, and I'm not putting you in a sidecar. <laughs> okay. Now we're just talking about transportation. Your, your hair flapping in the wind. Oh, I have a helmet on. I tie my hair back. I know how to ride in the open air with long hair. I, I, th- I feel like I'm the only one not having trouble right now with this haircut issue. You know, people complain they can't get their hair cut and that businesses are reopening, but you can't get your hair cut yet. It's like, who cares? I'm just okay it with it. I get one hair. <laughs> me, me and you are just dirty individuals, just greasy hairy we don't we don't care just let it go i've been a long hair a long time and this beard's coming in bushy i like it yeah your your hair is malleable i can see it right now it's sticking up on end like beetlejuice yeah and uh it's different and you play with your hair a lot (laughs) so you literally have a new hairstyle like every few minutes times a day yeah every every few minutes it's exciting it's permanently pop punk hair that's that's what it is. Pretty much always wearing a hat too. I just took my hat off. You you're letting the face the face hair go too. You getting the Johnny Depp going? <laughs> no, I've had to shave three times because it gets to a point where it's just itchy and annoying and patchy and gross. That's I feel like I'm past the point of itchy itchy face now. Now I'm at the point of like bugs will get stuck in there and I won't find them for a long time stage. So bugs are coming out. Not looking forward to that. Yeah. I actually found when I was in Australia, I found a tick stuck to my face, wet, like dug right into my beard. You know, I wouldn't have seen it, but I definitely felt it. Hey, you don't want ticks. I had a bad run with the ticks one time. I had like eight of them sucking me, stuck all over my body. You were there. All in one? Yeah, yeah I know. I, I found one of my underwear. You found eight. You, just, you found the whole gang. Yep. Fucking the whole tick squad was trying to get inside my body burrow underneath my skin that's so crazy that they burrow underneath your skin yeah and that's all they want to do that's just they just hang out on a leaf or a piece of grass and you sit there and they grab a hold of something and they're like all right i'm just gonna suck your blood until i'm so full i'm basically dead (laughs) yeah like they're just gluttons they just fill up they just fill up this balloon full of blood well yeah i didn't realize that like they start super tiny like microscopic like really tiny, and then they grow on your blood. That's why I didn't notice them. I found one on my hand while driving the other day after going on a hike. Like I nearly had an accident trying to pull over and flick it out. I had to flick it out the window. I don't want to get that damn Lyme disease. Yeah, I know. Fucking be careful, check. I know everyone's worried about everyone's, you know, running to the woods to, you know, get away from people because of this virus. But now you got to look out for ticks. Yeah. You know, hiding from one bug and you're going to find another Exactly. Bugs. Well, that's what I've been doing a lot. Bugs, still. Bugs will get us, man. It's Yeah, there's a lot of them out there. Those uh, fucking murder hornets. I listened to a podcast all about uh, one of the guys who had to eradicate them in Washington, D.C. Or not Washington, D.C., but Washington State. 
where uh, these murder hornets are being reported. And like normal hornet nests, you have to go in there at night. Like, have you ever had to uh, shake out a hornet's nest, Tyler? I've had to bat a few down with a baseball bat. <laughs> yes. Did you do it at night, though? Uh, no. Or did you do it during the day? During the day. During the day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've uh, I've seen a lot of my stupid friends growing up do that, too. What happened to you? Did you get stung? Uh, Probably like once or twice and then just run away real quick. Usually can bat them out of the air and then run away real quick. But one time I did step. When I was a little kid, I stepped on one of those bees' nests in the ground. Yes. Yeah. I, I got stung like eight times on my leg. Yeah, that's that's the ones you aren't expecting. Yeah, but they'll 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 actually chase you. We watched my friend go up and drop this rock on a low hanging hornet's nest in a bush, because like it always starts with we're across the street and we're all they swarm. I know, but we're throwing like rocks and stuff. And I've seen the same friend of mine. This is probably grade eight. We're like thirteen. Same guy destroyed two hornet's nests. Just right first, he dropped a rock on one. He ran, and you could see them following him down the street, and it stung him all over his leg. And another one, he he knocked out of his uh, the the front tree in his house with a hockey stick, and just he kept running around the house over and over again. I just hid in the garage. Just good childhood fun of pestering bugs that could potentially just sting you multiple times and cause allergic reactions and like just just pests, pests to the pests. I know, and like you feel bad, you're destroying this. This animal, this whole nest of creatures that have constructed it and have this whole system. But it's a system of hatred and pain. <laughs> That's what they live for. Fear. That's what they feed on. They're not making honey. Are these murder hornets feeding on fear? Uh, yeah, and the, the abdomens of honeybees. Like yeah, we said last good. time, they're a big danger. Yeah. But um, I listened to this guy's account on going in at night and eradicating one of these uh, nests. And he said they must have sensed him coming up. Because as he was walking up with his flashlight, because it's his only source of light, he could start seeing them kind of coming out of the hole, but then disappearing into the darkness around him. And he had like, um, he had protection all around him, like several layers of protection. And he said his legs. They started uh, stinging his legs, like through all these layers of protection. He said it was like, it was like metal. It's like red hot nails being jabbed Ugh. into his leg. That's what I Nighttime felt like. Nighttime hornets. I know, and I just I couldn't listen to it anymore. I just had a freak out. Yeah, you don't want to be fucking around with hornets at night. Anytime, really. You gotta get rid of those things. You know, forget about people. They're hurting the bees. Gotta help the bees out there, man. Yeah, we need the bees. I got some fresh honey, some fresh Burgessville honey, and it had some on toast the other day. It's pretty good. Yeah, you think you think you think you'd uh, uh, what do you what do you call it? Raise some bees? Is that the term? Do you raise them up? I think you just create you, a good, you you don't raise them. You just create a good habitat and hope they show up. But you, you think you'd have some beehives if you, if you had the chance? You think oh. you'd be good bee tender? I think, yeah, I, I would hope one day I could have a big wild meadow with a few beehives in it for sure. That'd be sweet. Yeah. yeah you never know. I could live off fucking honey for a while. <laughs> it's good for you. Just honey, just straight fucking Winnie the Pooh it, just eating honey all day. <laughs> just with your bare hands, dude, just like reaching into the jar, 
licking it off your fingers. Become one with the beast. But yeah, totally. I'd get into beekeeping. Yeah, it seems like a Tyler Shaft's my hobby for sure. Yeah, for sure. Maybe when you're an old man, you just be that old beekeeper guy. I don't think I need to wait till I'm an old man. I could probably do it right here, right now. That's true. You you kind of an old man already. You got that personality. That's uh, we, both of us. We both take part in a lot of old man activities. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have to wait. Don't have I to wait you. to go bird watching <laughs> till I'm old. I saw a big old eagle today, I think. A big bird. I couldn't tell if it was an eagle or not. It might have been a hawk. But did you, <laughs> did you, uh, um, I had a question for you and I forgot. What was the question? Something about birds. <laughs> <laughs> Something about birds. It could be so many things. Did I see a bird today? Yes, I did. I saw several. It was exciting. They're outside. If you just look out there. They're there. Oh, that's what it was. It wasn't about the birds. It was what is below the birds. Have you been fishing yet lately? Fishing. I have been fishing. I'm for the first time the other day. I got my license. Um, went looking. Went fishing for walleye. No luck. No got luck. nothing. I saw an osprey catch two two fish. I caught nothing. I the bird it. got more fish than I did. I might get a new fishing rig this year. I think I'm I think I'm due for a new fishing setup. I know I'm surprised you're not out there fishing. I always saw you as more of a, a guy who would go out fishing all the time, just disappear into the woods. But I, I was for a couple of years there and then I think I've just been lazy lately. Last few years. You can just huck fin it, just get just get like a stick and some line, a big old hook with some big piece of cheese, catch yourself a carp. You can tie the end of your toe and fall asleep under a tree. <laughs> My life isn't a cartoon. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, I forgot what real life is, you know, being locked away for so long. You just, everything just becomes a cartoon. The imagination takes over for a while. It takes I know. up a big part of my day. A big part of my day right now in this pandemic is just staring out the window thinking of colors. <laughs> Thinking of colors, you're not you're not you're thinking about the colors you're seeing. You're thinking about the colors you're not seeing. Are all the colors that I want to see? Well, that's meditative, I guess. Sitting and thinking about colors. I've been um, I've avoided the news and social media for a week, the best I can. I've had to I've had to go on a few times for messages, but it was good. I feel like it was, I cleared my head. Like, cause you just get bombarded with stuff all day if you let yourself. And uh, sure enough, I let myself. So I have no clue what's going on this week in the news. I've I haven't checked until today. And it's funny because I knew this would happen. I even told Dorothy this. I said, uh, like, don't tell me the news, even if like uh, the, the aliens crash on the White House lawn or something like that. You just wanted well, sure a enough, week. You just wanted a week without. A week off of just any news, like it's just too much. It's just bombarding. I'll get back to it in a week. See what I missed. And I was just curious to see, like, what, how much can I miss in a week? Because like before, I was following it. Like the second I'd wake up, like all day, just like constantly checking my phone. Hey, any news updates? Just because it's, you know, it's exciting. Right, it's repetitious right now in the news. But that, you know, there's a lot of crazy shit going on. But I'm glad I stepped back. And uh, now i got to figure out what the hell happened this last week. 
it's so easy to fill up an entire day just looking at the news and looking at updates. And the last couple of weeks, it's been so flip-floppy, too. Like, you hear one thing and then you hear another. It's safe to go outside. It's not safe to go outside. And it's just crazy. You don't know what's right and what's wrong, you know? Is it money? Is it fucking they're an actual virus? So it's Okay, so nothing's changed in the last week. From <laughs> That's good. No, except for it seems like there's still, like, more assholes being like, no, we're opening. And uh, we really just want to go back to normal. But honestly... Yeah, here in Ontario, they're opening some businesses, I guess. Doug Ford's allowing some to, to still open. No, the biggest change, the biggest change fucking... Or the biggest news thing today is fucking what Dougie Ford's doing is making cheesecake. Doug Ford's making cheesecake? What for? <laughs> I just... To share his recipe with the world because he thinks it's the best cherry cheesecake recipe out there. Okay, so he he's also going crazy in isolation too. He's yeah. making cooking videos now. Yeah, he's he's following the you know Amy Schumer method and everything, and just trying to start his own cooking show. I think it's just to show people that he's staying at home, that he isn't going to his cottage this weekend. He's like, no, I'm at home making cherry cheesecake. <laughs> Promise. Yeah, here, I'll, I'll even do a live stream of me making cheesecake so you know I'm not at my cottage. My cheesecake's like, got fact, two, re- two ingredients, cheese and cake. Yeah, the fact that he's, like, making such a big deal about it tells me that he's trying to scheme a way to go to his cottage. Like, oh, Papa Cheesecake. Papa Cheesecake's here to make you a cake. He's going to pull, like, a Mission Impossible. He's going to, like, get someone with a Doug Ford realistic mask to just make cheesecake for days straight on a live stream to prove he's not at the cottage and then he goes to the cottage because if you know anything about the ford brothers they love going to the cottage rob ford when he was mayor you know any every anytime there's a pride parade or some big deal happening in toronto he's like i gotta go to the cottage i can't you know, like i gotta go get shit-faced at the lake like i can't just get shit-faced at my office all day like those Ford boys, they, they got to get their cottage time in, right? No, they, everyone was up in arms because he did go to his cottage, I guess, to check on the plumbing or something. But uh, <laughs> You now, hire people to do that. Now he's at home, and he's like, I'm making cheesecake. There's probably so many people that are like, people that have to work this weekend and are fucking saving this country right now that are just like, you're at home <laughs> making fucking cheesecake. <laughs> and there's so many like good old conservative boys that drive their trucks and <laughs> real manly. They're watching this cheesecake. <laughs> what the fuck? Why don't you smoke a brisket there, <laughs> Doug Ford? <laughs> you making cheesecake? He's showing another side of him, you know? He's like, he's really turned a leaf through this pandemic. And he's like, I'm making cheesecake. I know, like Justin Trudeau, like he's he's got the, the beard going. He's got the long hair going. He's... You know, I don't think he's in his pajamas anymore. He's ready he to bolt. Was, but... He's probably ready to bolt for the woods and fucking just become a fucking grab a spear, start hunting <laughs> white-tailed deer in the woods. Yeah, and taking selfies the whole time. <laughs> if Justin goes that way, he might gain some respect from some people that don't like him. Yeah, you, you never know. You know, I think that's happening on both ends of the the liberal and the conservative party. I think it's kind of flipping. Both people in both directions, you know. I don't. I know people are pretty pissed at Justin Trudeau with the whole gun regulations thing he put up. But uh, 
you know, I, they probably have some shit to sort out still. So there's some people are pretty fired up about him right now. This is I like the depth of politics on this podcast. Like people are pretty fired up. Yep, good and bad. I don't know. <laughs> cheesecake, cheesecake. <laughs> He's making cheesecake. Did you get that recipe? Let's make it later. Cherry. It's like that's what we know about politics. Cherry. That's what we know cheesecake. about their cooking shows. Yeah. Did that's, not. That's make, all you really need to know. Did not make a blueberry cheesecake. Made a cherry cheesecake. Yeah, and uh, don't send it to Boris Johnson because apparently. He's forgotten about the coronavirus and he just wants to, he's trying to fight UK's obesity problem because <laughs> I guess there's a bunch of fat Brits and, you know, he thinks that because he's a little tubby himself when he got the COVID-19, that's what kind of made it more serious because he, cause he's a bit of a fat ass and <laughs> he's worried that there's so many fat British people out there eating fat British food that they're just going to get sick. More sick than they would. Apparently, vitamin D. Apparently, vitamin D is what you need. So drink your orange juice. Or vitamin—that's vitamin C, Tyler. <laughs> oh, shit, where do you get vitamin D? The sun? You get vitamin D I from the so. sun? Yeah, you gotta drink your orange juice in the sun to get a little C and D. But yeah, vitamin D is the sun. Either one. Well, maybe the sun's gonna fight the COVID. Yeah, the sun's good for a lot of things, Tyler. We've we've discussed the sun before. Oh, <laughs> we know how the sun's gonna kill us, Brandon. Yes. We're doomed. But, We're doomed. But it's also going to help us. Yeah. But that's uh, pretty much. You, you can't really fill me in on anything else that's happened this week. Um. Big. All I know is the cheesecake thing, man. That's that's <laughs> good. That's uh, that's probably that's. And people the most might go to back really to work next week. That's Doug Ford's making cheesecake. People might go back to work. I don't know. It's okay to get a haircut again, but uh, why would you want to? Like. Don't be fucking the first fucking one in the fucking pool. Yeah, I'm. I'm still staying in. Yeah, I'm still staying in for a while. I'm still playing it cautious. Made a fucking huge chicken breast last night. I got these chicken breasts delivered to me from this local fucking farmer, and these chicken. Did you ask for the large breasts? They're the size of fucking a football. Each wow. of them. They're huge. So they're Dolly Parton size chicken breasts, right? Like if Dolly Parton was a chicken, They're that was a chicken. Brandon, I know what you're doing right now, and I'm talking about a giant chicken breast that I cooked in a slow cooker with some fucking apples <laughs> and some sweet potato. And I'm trying to sour your and fun talking just, about Dolly Parton's large you're bosoms. You're trying to smut it up. You're trying to smut it up with tits. And I don't know why that's such a dated reference for large tits too. Like, I could have even gone Pamela Anderson. That's at least 90s. Like, Still dated. I know, but who's... Any reference on big tits is dated now because you shouldn't make references to big tits. You should just like women for who they that's are. That's true. I'm, I'm just... It's all a joke. And there's always some... Someone in the... There's always a spot... <laughs> someone in the spotlight who's like, I got the big ones for a while. And then, who is that now? I don't know. I don't want to get in trouble. I'm not going to think. I don't, I don't. I don't pay attention to it. I bet you, if you went and found a 16 year old boy, he would tell you who the biggest jugs are around. That is true. You know, he just he stopped following it as hard. I haven't been following big jugs. <laughs> You're not getting your big jugs uh, monthly sent to the house anymore. The biggest jugs I've seen is that fucking chicken I ate yesterday. <laughs> big jugs. Big jugs on that fucking bird, yeah. man. Big jugs on that. Sounds part. juicy. Um, so the new, I did want to talk about something I knew would happen if I stopped following the news. Well, at least my news, because I follow 
different news from other people. I, I go on crazy conspiracy sites and UFO sighting sites, and you got to see what happens. Apparently, over the last few days, what's, what's the date today? The 15th, the 16th? But on May... Th- Today's the 15th of on May. On May 13th, there was a major UFO sighting over uh, Rio de Janeiro, or uh, at least a neighborhood of Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. Um, huge UFO sighting. People saw this essentially large glowing blue craft in the sky. Uh, there's multiple videos of it. Uh, it's not really moving. Uh, there's reports that it was turning kind of blue and red together. But then there's reports that helicopters started chasing this thing and eventually shot it down. And there's footage of something blown up and fought, like crashing to the earth behind this series of mountains. And I guess the military completely quarantined off this whole area. It's this big lake, wherever this thing came down, it's crashed near the lake. Not letting anyone in, and the military's blocked it off. There's helicopters going in and out. There's people filming, like, explosions happening. You can hear explosions. There's lights going off. People don't know what the hell's going on. So what do you think of, what do you think of that? That's pretty wild. It's a... It's wild. I think I saw, like, a bit of that headline, and I was like, Brandon will tell me about this later. About the UFOs. Yeah, I'm hard, it's, it's hard finding um, any actual news uh, on this thing that like aside from people doing their own YouTube videos so it's hard to tell what's real what's an old video what's a new video seems like a lot of the stuff like there's a lot of things being posted on Twitter that all seem to be posted recently and uh, seem to be from the same area it all looks like and uh, they're, they're trying to figure out but the worst is the worst of course someone tries to sully all this awesome information and cool videos with a completely fake video that people are actually falling for this guy said he snuck into the area and got footage of the crash and all he sees is crappy like video on a cell phone with the torch on right and he see a pile of dirt and it looks like a metal salad bowl like half stuck in the dirt and like when I saw this on uh, one of the Reddit posts, I just started. I just laughed. I'm like, okay. Oh, like they were trying to make it look like a flying saucer yeah. or something. Yeah, and like it's clearly like a, a salad bowl, a silver salad bowl stuck in the ground. It's a very quick video. Person claimed he snuck in. He was trying to get a quick video before he ran out again. So of course I start looking at the comments. Everyone is just like pulled in. They're like, man, why'd you stop filming so early? Hey, you shouldn't use your flash if you're in there, a military zone. I'm like, okay, is no one seeing that this is a salad bowl? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just a stainless steel salad bowl in the sand. the problem with the UFO community, man. They just eat anything up. That's why they look like nuts. Yeah. Well, remember, I, I had that idea for a cell phone app, for a cell phone apparatus app that you would point at the uh, like a filter app yeah. where you point it at the sky and then it would just show you a UFO like in the distance. It would just generate one. You just fuck with people. Yeah, Th- that would be a great yeah, app. Pro- someone's probably done that. That would be an awesome app, and uh, you know, you you you'd be no, it would f- ruining the credibility it would, of the UFO phenomenon. Yeah, it would fuck with your whole community. It would fuck with your whole community. Now they're all fucked, anyways. It's it's too late, Tyler. But that's pretty wild. Brazil has a pretty wild UFO history. You know, most people don't think about it. A lot of uh, South America does. Yeah, and they... A lot of sightings from South America. Yeah, there's a lot of really good videos on YouTube, UFO sightings, released both by the military and the public. And there's shows, like, 
they take UFO sightings pretty seriously down there. And there's a why do you think that is? Do you think that UFO or aliens like pineapples? It, I don't know. There's more than just pineapples in Brazil. It's like the whole Amazon jungle. It's all on fire right now. That could, they could have just been monitoring. Maybe they're trying they to help. Been. Maybe they're trying to help. But uh, the the um, the history of like UFOs in Brazil are it's pretty weird. Anyways, like they have they have had their own like Roswell like. Well, this seems like a new Roswell style crash anyways but they've had one in the past but apparently a ufo came down crashed in a city and like military completely blocked it all off took away any crash wreckage but there were sighting people were saying that there's an alien running through the city people had all these different sightings of just this weird little dude just like trying to find his way home (laughs) just et just stuck in brazil stuck in brazil E.T. stuck in Brazil, summer vacation. <laughs> Some say still there, just chilling at the beach, playing volleyball. Drinking pineapple juice. Yeah, so uh, hopefully more comes out with this story. I'd like to find out more what's going on. You know, it takes a little... Because Brazil right now is kind of pretty shitty with this COVID-19 response. Their president and the United States president. I feel like every day and they're in a competition to see who's a worse human being. Like, who can do a worse job responding to this? I know Trump's an asshole, but I think the Brazilian guy takes the case. Because he's also setting the whole Amazon on fire. So, that kind of adds to the to the shittiness. Which is still happening right now. And uh, it's almost at the point of no return, where nothing will be able to grow again. And the Amazon is literally the lungs of the earth, and that's going to be devastating to everything. So, yay! (laughs) We're doomed! (laughs) Uh, Fuck, man. Yeah, that's the thing. Just because there's a virus going on, these other natural disasters don't stop, and Brazil's on fire. It's not because it's too dry and there's lightning strikes. There's people going out there burning whole sections of the Amazon. For beef, for beef, for beef, for farms, goddamn right? beef farms, and they—that's they—they've been doing that for years. You know, back in the '80s when they were trying to save the rainforest because it was being deforested. It was all beef farms. It's all cows. It's crazy. Quit eating steaks. Then again, have you ever had a Brazilian steak? It's delicious. They serve it to you on a sword. I don't. They just cut it off of a sword. I don't think all of those. Beef, I don't think all of the beef in Brazil that's being mass produced is being served on swords. I think they'd be. Yeah, it might be a better option. You eat less of it. So not like a giant slab on your plate. Someone just comes over with a sword with a bunch of meat and just cuts it off. No, but you're right. It's you know one of the. If you stop eating beef, maybe they'll stop burning the rainforest, but not likely. Or if we just all start eating everything off of a sword, you would eat less. You're you're right too. We're both right. All right. You want to you want to get in today's topic? I think we could f- fly towards the light on this one. I know we we've dropped a few a few hints already, talking about large birds and seeing things like that, and seeing weird things in the sky like UFOs. We always talk about UFOs. When are we going to convert this podcast into a UFO podcast? Wow. We're when we run out of apocalypse themes, that's probably when it's going to happen. But uh, today, um, it's not quite an apocalyptic event. It's more like a... Uh, it's a happening. It's a happening. Yeah, today, we're going to be talking about the Mothman. Now, I know the Mothman 
you know, people think about that. They don't think, how is that? What does that mean about the end of the world? Well, he is uh, essentially a doom prophet, they believe, because the the Mothman or the giant bird uh, is, is known for cultures all over the world for thousands of years in different societies for representing uh, one form or another, like a foreseer of doom. You know, when the giant bird is spotted, something bad's going to happen, essentially. And so... Oh, that's, that's, like a, that's like an old folklore thing? It's an old folklore. You know, it's tracked through uh, Native Americans with the Thunderbird, they believed, which they actually believe was an actual bird. They believed there was a giant condor that lived in North America. But the legends of these birds, they uh, they thought they they could for they saw something dangerous coming. So when they saw the giant bird, they're like, "Oh shit!" There's like gonna be a fire, yeah. or like uh, there's gonna be a drought, or everyone's gonna get sick and die. But whenever they saw the, essentially they, you know, they see the giant bird, something bad's gonna happen. No, there's legends but of the it. Mothman, the, the Mothman, the moth, like an, an actual moth man. That that one, like the most famous one, is like the West Virginia folklore. Yeah, uh, like is it even that old? It's from like the sixties. Yeah, this is yeah. The Mothman is very famous. Uh, probably the the most famous, at least for modern sightings, of this giant bird-like creature. Uh, it, it is definitely the most famous, and it wasn't necessarily a moth. You know the 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 term Mothman was just invented by the the writer the editor at the newspaper who reported all this you know when he heard, oh, he like heard back it, in the 70s yeah after the very first sighting of this thing this well this was i believe uh 1967 1966 1966 to 1967 west, is west about virginia. a year's long about a year long yeah point pleasant west virginia was experiencing a whole whack of weird shit and most commonly, people were seeing these giant birds or a man-like bird, people would describe. So when the first people described this Mothman, the uh, the writer at the newspaper looked at the description and kind of thought, you know, this this kind of describes what the, uh, the villain on the old Batman cartoons looks like. Well, I guess <laughs> it wouldn't be old then. It would be new on TV then. So Batman, there's a Mothman in one of the episodes... Like some the Adam reason. West Batman, then. Yeah, the yeah. Adam West era Batman. Which, Adam if you've West. never watched, it's absolutely hilarious. You need to go back and watch it. But I guess this he, is like, this is like what the uh, what the Dustin Hoffman movies about, right? No, no Richard Gere, not Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, they, they, we'll, they agree, make... we'll agree to disagree. Let's agree to disagree. <laughs> it's not Dustin Hoffman, hundred percent. Not Dustin Hoffman. It's Richard Gere, which is weird because whenever you see Richard Gere's name, you're like, "This is gonna be a chick flick." Like he's always he's always put in those movies with Sandra Bullock and Susan Sarandon, or I don't know. But yeah, as soon as you think Richard Gere, Mothman prophecies are like, "All right, who is he gonna fall in love with in this movie?" But it's not. Mothman. It's about the Mothman, and it's a terrible movie, and. uh if you want to learn about the Mothman, watch a documentary. Don't watch that movie. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't really follow the story of that well of what happened at uh, Point Pleasant. But what did happen at Point Pleasant, we'll get into it now. Um, so this Mothman, people saw, didn't look like a moth. So the original people that saw it, there's a few couples 
They were driving the back roads outside of town, and there used to be an old military outlet out that way. They used to store, like, TNT and stuff, so they call it the TNT zone. Anyways, they're out that way. They're a bunch of young couples. They're driving around. It's 1966. They're, they're listening to rock and roll music. They're having a good time. They're probably smoking cigarettes, you know. Doobies. <laughs> no, not because this is West Virginia, man. They're all, they're a bunch of conservative, simple, you know, country folk. You know, they might be drinking the hooch or whatever. But they're out there having a good time. And uh, as they're driving down the road, all of a sudden they can see something on the side of the road. And they said it was huge, massive. And they saw its back, and it looked like it had two big wings tucked into itself. And they saw it had huge eyes. They didn't quite see, like, its face or anything. They just saw these piercing eyes coming up from this big figure. Red eyes. Red glowing eyes. So that's a common feature of the sighting of the Bothman. And these people saw it, and they said they saw, like, a human figure kind of tucked in under these wings. Like, standing about six feet tall. And they said it's... Had very human-like legs. So that's all they can make out. Giant wings, big red eyes, big human legs. So that's a fucking weird thing to see. So they just drive as fast as they can down this road to get away from it. And they said they were reaching speeds 100 miles per hour. And they look out the window and this thing is flying next to their car and looking right at them. Those red eyes are just piercing them. And it's like flying. It's not flapping its wings or anything. It's gliding and it's keeping speed with them over top of their car until they reached the edge of town where it just disappeared into the night. So that was the very first sighting of the Mothman. And, you know, after that, you know, other sightings just started flooding in. And it started, they started reporting it in the newspaper. And that's where the name Mothman came from. But if you ask me, it looks more like an owl man. Like, moths don't have feathers. This thing was reported to have feathers. Like a giant fucking bird. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's been nothing like this ever sighted before in this area. Now, there has but been... But mo- moths are <laughs> fucking furry and hairy. Yeah, but they're not six feet tall. And they don't look like men. This thing didn't look not like a moth. most of them. See, moths have, you know, if this thing had big, beautiful wings with patterns on it, you know, I'd call it that. But the thing is, the strangest thing about this this Mothman is that the sightings of it seem to just subtly change with each person just a little bit. You know, a few other people have witnessed it, said the same thing. It looks like a giant bird-like creature, but with like a man's body. That's the most common one. But other people have claimed and see like birds the size of a plane, like a Cessna plane. But like a clear bird, like a head, you know, talons, tail, no human body. Weird. There's people like some sort of mythical bird yeah. creature. And at the same time, like people have seen like a bird or plane. They see it looks like a bird coming in and then slowly changes into a plane. Like by the time they're they're done watching it, it is clearly a, pain, a plane, but started as a bird. They're like ships. Or their fucking vision just fucking finally caught up with itself to be like, oh, that's a plane, not a giant bird. Yeah, yeah, that that could be it, but, you know, the, the amount human of... human brain fucks with you. It does. It, it certainly does. Either way, these people in this town, whether, you know, however their sightings may vary, they're all seeing something. Not everyone, but there's a lot of people coming out, and they're just simple people. Like, they're not just 
and hey, there's, they have no reason to come up with stories like this. Most of them don't even feel comfortable talking about it. And it wasn't until it hit the newspapers that people started coming out more and more saying, like, it's like more than just, like, giant birds out there. There's, like, these crazy lights that just keep hovering over the hill every night. And sure enough, like, people were going out. There's, uh, like, newspaper reporters going out and stuff, too. And they were seeing these UFOs. They would just appear over the hill. They'd be bright. They'd be blue and green and just change color. And they'd disappear. Just, like, at it, just, just vanish. Or they would just move out off into the distance. But, uh, no, it's pretty wild. So it was more than just the Mothman people were seeing. Yeah, so it's these giant fucking creatures that are either, what, they're jumping dimensions, they're interdimensional, and they're just, like, show up for a second and then they're gone? Or is it a case of, like, there's, like, five or six of them left and they're just good at hiding, but every once in a while we see these giant fucking owl birds flying around? Like, there's been cases of these things in Chicago, like, as recent as 2017. That's right. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, those are, like, I think I think that's what that's they call the Thunderbird. Thunderbird sightings, they're calling them. Because um, in Chicago? Chicago and Illinois in that area, um, there's a... Up to 55 sightings in Chicago of the Mothman. Of the Mothman, or of... In 2017... They say, in this article I'm looking at, it says it's up to 55 sightings of the Mothman in Chicago during 2017, published on a website of a self-described researcher. Okay. That's that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. They're calling it a Mothman. Might as well, but that's the thing. It's there's, just, there's so many things that can get lumped into the category of the giant flying creature. But didn't, like... Uh, Back in the original ones, didn't like the uh, the men in black kind of show up and try to like shut they everybody did. up, put a gag they order did. on They did, and it. this is like one of the first like big incidents of of the appearance of men in black, both being witnessed by the public. Like Will, like Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones, men in black. Yeah, well, they're not as cool as that. They're not like these two slick guys that are full of wit and jokes, and you know nice suits and you know they're they look fit like the men in black described by people in real life they don't look right apparently they look a little like they don't fit in their own skin like the way they describe them. they they either describe them as like incredibly pale or like a bizarre tan like an olive colored tan they describe them as looking like oriental or like asian but not quite like they're not they can't quite put their finger on like what they look like, but they look weird, and they, they. So people think they might be an alien race in their own. They kind of come off that way. Like the the Men in Black, have, if you read about them, they're kind of they're, it's kind of funny. Like it does feel like aliens coming down, putting on this human suit, putting on a black suit because that's why they call them the Men in Black. So they're always reported wearing black suits, but that was pretty custom back in the day. Like a lot of people. A lot of dudes wore black suits back in those days. Could be a lawyer, could be an accountant, could be... Could be, yeah, could be a guy telling you not to talk suit. about flying saucers. Who Could be anyone. Could be a guy on the way to a funeral. Could be a guy telling you about the Mothman. Yeah, but it seemed like it, they're aliens putting on the human suit, putting on the black suit, and just, like, that's what they think humans are. And they, they would often be driving black Cadillacs that look, like, pristine, brand new, like, just washed... You know, when people would describe, you know, these black men in black would come up to their door, knock on the door, and ask them questions. 
They said they would like come into the house, their feet would be completely clean. Even though outside was raining and mud, and there's no vehicle outside, so this person clearly walked to the house, but they have no mud on their shoes. Just like weird details like That's that, strange. right? Or like these Cadillacs just disappearing. Like people would like try and get in their cars and follow them, and the lights would turn off. They'd turn a corner and they'd just be gone. Fucking men in black. But yeah, these... So what did they do to try to stop the Mothman? Uh, not much. They're kind of weird in how they uh, they approach, you know, because it wasn't just the Mothman. Like I said, there's people seeing UFO sightings. There's uh, the famous guy who wrote Mothman prophecies, John Keel. He was a UFO researcher, and he had he had already been kind of studying the UFO sightings in that area. So when he saw this report about the Mothman, he was living in New York, and so he drove down to West Virginia and just kind of got a hotel room and started hanging around town, right? Started and, and these stories just started accumulating. As he started meeting people, you know, they tell you, he tell they tell him about other people who have sightings about this and that. And that's when he started discovering people who were having weird encounters with these men in black dudes who would just show up at their house in the middle of the night, just ask either asking for directions or like just asking questions about like there are UFO sightings that, you know, people that haven't even talked to the public or anyone about sightings were getting questioned by these weird dudes just showing up at their house. Strange. And, like, some were being that's, essentially that's... threatened not to talk about it. Not, you know, the, uh, I guess the, you know, the head writer, the editor at the local newspaper was approached several times by these weird men in black guys, told not to print anything, write anything. And she just basically laughed them off, but saying, like, I'm going to write what I want. It's like, people want to hear about these flying saucers, right? Now, did the sightings stop after that? No, no. The sightings continued for about a year. So they just kept flooding in. Like, it wasn't like it was happening every night, but it was consistent enough that, you know, the John Keel, this researcher, he, he stayed there almost a year. Like, he was back and forth all the time. He was constantly staying in contact with people there to, you know, see what's happening but it all came to a climax uh i think in 67 just before christmas <clears throat> the huge bridge in town it connects i think uh west virginia with the uh the opposite state there i can't think of what state it would be but uh this bridge collapsed it's one I, of the carolinas it could be it could have been north carolina but this bridge collapsed it was full of cars you know this is the main bridge like in and out of this area so it's a busy day there's christmas shoppers out there so the whole bridge was completely packed with cars i guess it was it was a pretty worn out bridge like it wasn't anything suspicious but it was like that was the day where it just like had enough and it collapsed into the water and it submerged everyone in their cars so i think a total of 46 people died it's like the worst bridge accident. But you just you just you just said there wasn't anything suspicious, but it sounds kind of suspicious. Like maybe the Mothman did well, it. You know that's what people think. You know, there were sightings of the Mothman near that bridge about a week before, and there was even and sightings. Nothing after that. Nothing after that. Everything completely stopped after this all happened. Now, up until that point, was the Mothman just spooking people? Was he just showing up like, boo, here I am, and then finally it's like, I'm going to take out a bridge of fucking people? Uh, it seemed like it, you know. 
<laughs> whenever people came across this, this this thing, it wasn't really doing much of anything. It would just be startled and just fly away, or just see it fly over. It wasn't like tinkering with a bridge. It wasn't up there with like a wrench, just like loosening screws, <laughs> <laughs> loosening the bolts. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm gonna show these damn people. That's what I pic- That's what I picture is just like one kid looks out the car window and he just sees a Mothman sitting there with a wrench. Yeah, just fucking <laughs> loose with a bolts. welder's mask. Like, shh, don't tell anyone. Yeah, with a welder's mask, just cutting the fucking bridge supports. No, no, I. It wasn't really. And then it's like, and then he just leaves. He's like, "I did my bad deed. I, my den, my dynamic fucking energy, fucking is done. I can go back to my dimension. I killed some people on Earth." Well, that's the thing. They they don't think it had anything to do with the bridge collapse, but it might have been there as a sign of this imminent disaster that was about to come. Because, like, like I said before, this Mothman. Which is dubbed the Mothman when he was when this thing was sighted in West Virginia has been sighted all over the world. Uh, it's known as the Cornwall Owl Man over in England when that was sighted. Um, there were sightings of a, a flying humanoid creature uh, weeks before the Chernobyl Chernobyl disaster happened. People were freaking out when that you know once the Chernobyl thing happened that overshadowed everything. But you know there were sightings of that. So people think it's like a a sign that you know something bad is going to happen. So it, it, is it showing up because to warn people that something bad's going to happen, or is it the bad thing that's happening? Is it like a uh, I don't know, man, a keeper of bad energy? It it could be. It could just be feeding it's off got scary red eyes. It is. It it doesn't look friendly, and I feel like if it was there to warn people, it would do a little more. Than what it was doing was it just seemed like it was a creature. It was just flying around. When people would get too close, it would take off. Uh, it would taunt people. There's another sighting. Uh, so I was watching this documentary about it, and there's everyone's really old now. All these old sightings, people who uh, saw the Mothman, they're quite old. So this old lady talking. She was holding her three-year-old daughter. Um, she was walking to her car outside when suddenly she saw the Mothman just standing there. Over top of her, just red eyes just blazing at her, just staring her down. And she froze. She said she was in complete shock. And this is an exact quote. She said, I dropped my daughter and fell on top of her. And I thought, I can't move. I guess my daughter's dead then. <laughs> I'm just like, what? Why would you just jump to that conclusion right away? Why would you just jump on your daughter? Well, she said she collapsed. She said she fell over in fear. And she was like completely paralyzed. And just landed on her daughter, just blam, and then, you know, just laid there, thinking, oh, well, I killed my daughter. But she didn't, thank God. But this woman was, like, uh, hysterical, and uh, she wouldn't leave her home for days after this experience. Yeah, so all these people that have these sightings and see it, do they just think, uh, do they just end up in, like, crazy homes? Crazy (laughs) Crazy homes? (laughs) That's what they call psychiatric hospitals back in the day. The old crazy home. Yeah. Throw him in the loony bin. Yeah, Uncle Phil there is talking about Mothman. Send him up to the crazy house. Uh, No, no one was really, because, like I said, they're all very normal people. They tried not to think much of it, essentially. They just went about their they lives. Just wanted, like, oh, I saw a giant owl. Yeah, they're like, I just want to keep working at the mill. Like, I don't want to see these crazy flying birds. <laughs> like, people would say it. Like, they come out with their sighting and they'd be like, that's it. It's like, I don't care. This, like, 
this I have better things happening in my life. That's just the the way people were, I guess. You know, there were people super interested, and there's definitely people going out every night trying to see if they can get a sight of the Mothman. Damn right, there's people interested. They built a statue and opened a museum in West Virginia to these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole statue of it. It's it's huge. It's it's their folklore now, man. I bet you everyone in town knows the story. Everyone's got their own story. I'm I'm sure people are sick of hearing about it at this point. And like there hasn't been any sightings since. But yeah, uh, that area there's been sightings other around the world, other places, Chicago. Yeah. And, and uh, that area is like plagued with like a lot of UFO sightings. Uh, like in New York, there's like the Hudson. I think it's no, not the Hudson River. The Hudson there's, River, like, the Hudson New Valley. York. I think it's the Hudson Valley is is quite a hotbed for um, UFO activity. And there's huge sightings in the 80s there. There's the Flatwood Monster, which I believe is the other end of West Virginia, which kind of looks like the Grim Reaper with big creepy eyes. So not even that far off from the Mothman. He's like this yeah, big looming creature. The Mothman that... with a coat on. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. It could be the same thing. Yeah. Just like now he's got a cool trench coat and he wants to show it off. But all these strange sightings around the world... And the fact that it's not just the the bird sightings, people were experiencing men in black activities, UFO sightings. There's a lot of people having issues with their phones, like they were getting calls all night, just like strange beeping or like a muffled voice. It was just like essentially getting prank called, but ter- not even pranks, just you're annoying the hell out of people. So all these weird things were happening, and there has been incidents like this before, like Skinwalker Ranch... But we ever talked about that Skinwalker Ranch? Um, I I don't. We've talked about it. I don't know if we've talked about it on the show. So it's a place. It's essentially a hotbed for paranormal activity, and probably one of the most active places in the world. And uh, I think is currently owned by the U.S. government. Uh, sold over to the Defense Department because it was originally, you know, before that it was owned by Robert Bigelow who's this huge billionaire, but he's really into UFOs and all that stuff, so he puts a ton of money. And he was actually running one of the UFO research programs that happened recently with these videos that got released. He was part of that program. And uh, so he had the ranch for a while. And he's the one who he brought in scientists and all these people to study this paranormal activity that was happening there. Because the people that owned it before him just experienced, like, Everything unimaginable, from UFOs to Sasquatch to portals opening up to poltergeist activity to uh, giant, like, direwolf-like creatures showing up on their property. Like, just everything you can imagine. And it just makes you think, like, what is going on? It's like these certain areas have this, just like, it's like dipping into another dimension or something, right? Like, where are these things coming from? That's what I would think is that if they're happening in the same areas, there must be some sort of portal to another dimension or just time fucking space fucking hole where, oops, there's a Bigfoot for a day or two and then it's gone. And the way John Keel believes, because he wrote a few other really good books after this, he's a very famous UFO researcher. But the farther he looked into this phenomenon, the weirder things got and the farther away he got from like extraterrestrials and things like that manner he was looking in a whole other stranger direction like 
all of these things are coming from one source, essentially. Like, not necessarily, like, from another dimension, but some kind of life force. Something that can manipulate reality and matter around it to do its bidding. And the bidding seems pretty creepy, if you think about it that way. Like, if it's, you know, if it's just this giant energy force that can just, you know, it just seems like it's a trickster and it's just messing with people, right? Showing them yeah, weird flying t- saucers. It takes on all f- these different fucking entities, but they're all designed to fuck with the human mind and to fucking make you scared and paranoid of the unreal. Yeah, it's like, is this something that it feeds off of? Does it love, like, the, the fear and anguish of, like, human beings? Like, not necessarily hurting them, but just the idea of, like, this. there's all these people, like, a shift of consciousness, consciousness happens... And it just yeah. feeds off of that. Just like an emotional gremlin just feeding off of people's fucking fears. Yeah, like, but like rather than like one little demon creature, it's this whole encompassing force that'll cover an entire area and just all release whatever the hell it wants. Every, all of it. Like every weird, like fucking demon fucking thing that it's humans like, think of. It's like nature itself is just manipulating the reality around it, but for for what reason? And another crazy fact about uh, this area in West Virginia and Skinwalker Ranch, they're both uh, like Native American territory. Different tribes lived in those areas at the time. But there was a curse, put on, I guess, put on the land. There's always a curse put on the land. That always happens. But a medicine man put a curse on the land in the 1700s in West Virginia. You know, after you know, the white man took over, and like completely dominated the land, just pushed out all these tribes. And the the last chief of this tribe essentially put a curse on the land, and uh, you know, essentially from there, nothing's weird has happened up, obviously until this whole Mothman thing. But the same thing with Skimwalker Ranch, like so that's all um, Ute territory, uh, the Ute tribe, and they have the exact same thing, like they're. They had a curse put on that land where Skinwalker Ranch is like hundreds of years ago by an opposing tribe, like the Navajo or something. So they weren't, so they didn't put, like, they didn't develop anything on that land. They didn't go near that land. They didn't hunt on it. They just stayed away from it because they knew it was cursed. And they, that's why it's called Skinwalker Ranch because they believe the Skinwalker watch walk the land. And what skinwalkers, they're able to shapeshift, turn into animals, turn into different creatures, essentially terrorize people. And it kind of describes a lot of what's happening on Skinwalker Ranch now and the bizarre happenings that happened in the 90s and stuff. And kind of what happened in West Virginia. And like that's, and there's spots like that all over the world. But like, is it really a native curse? Like, what the hell? Well, I, I think that um, our generation of society has just gotten so far away from believing in anything remotely mystical or magical or other worlds and dimensions and fucking spirits and gods, essentially. We've gotten yeah. so far away from that now that if that shit is actually real that people were talking about hundreds of years ago then it is still floating around and they're just like a random kid out for a fucking booze cruise on a Sunday night and you're like oh shit the Mothman's looking in my fucking window 
and you don't realize that, oh, you're driving across some fucking portal to another dimension right now. Or is it the CIA? <laughs> it's always the CIA, okay? You know, with this last week, like I said, I haven't been reading the news, but all I've been reading is books about the CIA. I just finished another one all about the MK Ultra program, you know, where they were dosing people with acid, unbelievable amounts of acid. On top of that, there's hypnosis, just random uh, sensory deprivation tests, yeah, and all manner of horrible, horrible things. Yeah. And you wouldn't believe the stuff they would do and get away with. And I, it wouldn't surprise me if this is just some cra- crazy experiment. Like, all right, let's build this big-ass costume, put some wings on you, give you some glowing eyes, put it on Gary. He's pretty tall and big. Send him out in the woods. We're going we're gonna to make sure people see this. We're going to put some weird lights in the sky. And we're just going to report on what peop, like, how people feel about this, right? How they, you know, what are they, how does it shift the town? Like, how does it change everything? Well, the CIA could be that emotional goblin just trying to fucking get data on how people react to things and how people's emotions fucking deal yeah. with fucking seeing a demon. Because that, that was a huge part of some of their programs, especially the one with the LSD. That was all about mind control. So they were just obsessed with the human psyche, like what would happen under certain conditions. So even better, what if they just dosed this whole town with LSD? Yeah, we shouldn't study the brain that much. And we shouldn't study the brain for those reasons. Because you could open some wormholes you don't want to open. And I think they probably did that with those MK Ultra studies for sure. Oh my god, you wouldn't believe some of the stuff they would do. Um, there's people in ice. They were in jail. There, a lot of these, like the worst experiments, were performed on people that were unwilling volunteers. They were prisoners. They were mental patients, like people that you know, who's gonna who's gonna listen to them if they complain, right? Especially in the fifties and sixties. Right. So there was people that they would put in isolation for 40 days and feed them LSD for those 40 days straight just to see what would happen. Just to like, all right, after 40 days, open the door. It's like, well, it's like we have a broken shelf, a man. It's like, well, how do we rebuild him? Oh, we haven't figured that part out yet. Like the yeah. amount of times they would just conclude experiments. It's like, well, we have succeeded in completely ruining, ruining this human being's brain. They can no longer read or function or even hold a pencil. How do we rebuild them? Haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> they always yeah. figure out part A, but part B was always a challenge. You know, they try. That's... What they're trying to do is just like, uh, you know, make a blank slate and just start up from there, right? You know, create a personality, create a person, create create false memories. They yeah, thought wipe LSD, the whole brain. Yeah, they thought LSD had a a major. Uh, could have a major role in, in performing this this kind of thing, but no. But my God, the experiments they did. In fact, there was a town in France, because the CIA was operating different parts of the world. Um, they, were in the, they were in East Germany in the 50s, and they were experimenting on like uh, n- Nazis, essentially, and Soviet spies they'd catch, or just people they suspected of being spies. Like, they would torture someone for, like, a week straight and feed him every drug imaginable just to find out he's just a normal dude. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, well, it's like we did it for the USA. And they just, like, That's toss, him out, toss him out the back door. That is fucked. But there's a, there was a town 
you know, they haven't proven that this happened, but the CIA was looking into ways of, uh, you know, essentially gassing a whole town with LSD or something like it to create mass hysteria. Well, during this time, when the CIA was operating in East Germany and in France, there's a town in France where hundreds of people were suffering from a mass hysteria event. Like, this little village, all these people were, were freaking out. They were running into the streets, they were screaming. People were having, like, psychotic episodes. People were seeing, like, wild visions. They, a lot of people thought it was, like, a religious thing. But uh, they were definitely gassed by the CIA. Like, it, it, everything points to that. So like, like maybe intentionally gassed by the CIA just as an experiment. Yeah, and to see what happens. Like what? What if that's what's happening at all these bizarre paranormal sites around the world? Just a CIA experiment, like so, yeah. some yeah. some division of the CIA that's just like, yeah, that's fucked. Uh, yeah, let's just trip people out by making them trip out. Either that, or it's just like but, the uh, world's best prank show that just hasn't been concluded yet. <laughs> it's gonna come out in I really 2030 we've been spending the last 60 fucking years working on this that would be impressive i would you know what if they came out with that i'd be like good job sirs <laughs> <laughs> like you have pissed off so many people it's the best prank show ever There's so many just been dressing up like a giant owl and running around the streets of west virginia <laughs> what do you think it is tyler this whole mothman experience you know what, what do you what do you think it is? Is he a prophet of doom? Uh, maybe a prophet of doom, and I think definitely interdimensional. I've always been fascinated by jumping dimensions, and I think that whole idea of there being certain spots around the world that just have different energy that create, and who knows, there might be human energy that opens those portals to other dimensions. Those kids in that car might have been just thinking the right thing at the right time to make that fucking Mothman show up, and they don't even know it. Their subconscious just clicked into something that opened a portal to another dimension that allowed them to see a Mothman. Like mass hysteria, everyone's kind of thinking, seeing the same thing. Yeah. Is it like the subconscious experiencing like a vision in more than one person? You know, is it the brain, you know, manifesting something? But for what reason? Why did the bridge collapse? Why did it all stop when the bridge collapsed? That's the biggest mystery of all this. Yeah. You know, that's what why they call it a prophet of doom. And that it's been seen in places all over the world where horrible destruction has happened before. In history, you know, when you talk about flying humanoids, it sounds like you're talking about angels. And uh, generally when you're seeing angels in the old days, in the Bible, that's never a good thing. <laughs> you know, that just, it means you're dead. Or someone's gonna die, either either way, something bad's gonna happen. Yeah. So you know, could be another. All angel. I know is, if I'm out there fishing one day and I look up and there's a there's a a bird the size of a Cessna plane flying over, and he waves at me with a human hand, I'm gonna get the hell out because <laughs> something bad's gonna happen. Yeah, take take cover real quick. You know, I see bald eagles every once in a while, and sometimes you'd think that they're fucking unworldly big bald eagle i got really close to one one day and it just it flew over top of me on we we're standing on the bridge and it flew over top of me and it was like a giant shadow like its shadow hit me before i saw the bird that's scary well they're just majestic yeah they're not scary well think about that like times six 
Yeah. That would be scary. A giant fucking eagle could pick a human up, take it to its nest and eat you. No, thank you. No, thank you. But if, hey, if we, we got to fight off giant eagles in the future or Mothman, I'm ready for it. Well, we fought off giant eagles in the past. We can do it again. That's right. Well, Tyler, this has been a fun episode. I'm glad we got to touch on Mothman. Yeah. The the Doom Prophet. The prophet if you see Mothman, if, if you see the Mothman in your area, just just be ready for something big to happen. Yeah, pull the car pull. over. Pull the car over. Pull. Just take. don't yeah. go over a bridge. Yeah, the mill might explode, you know. There might be a shooting. Something's going to happen. The Mothman's there. Thank the Mothman. Thank the Mothman. Respect the Mothman. Be the Mothman. Maybe I am the Mothman. <laughs>